AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elements Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. I'm Dottie Herman, Vice Chair of Douglas Ellen Real Estate, and you are listening to Iron Real Estate. We're the only, and I think the best talk radio show that's all about real estate and covering every aspect of real estate. So we love hearing from you, and we welcome our listeners to either call. So please, you can call us at 866-970-9622. Ace, who is our financial expert, Unfortunately, he's out sick today, so um, <laughs> and he's with Citizens Bank. But we do have a, a, our regular Steve, who Stephen, who is a partner at Casson. Good morning, Steve. And boy, I'm glad that I'm in Florida. Although it is 37 degrees here, uh, so it's cold for Florida, but it's not snowy. How is the weather there? It's, well, we, we tried to send you a little bit of cold so you wouldn't miss us too much. Um, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, no, it's definitely looking out my window right now. It is absolutely beautiful outside. Great day to go sledding um, when the snow is not too windy out because it can definitely be some wind gusts. But it's absolutely beautiful outside. Um, yes, you and, like and you have, it, you know. well, you have young kids. And I remember as a kid, I loved the snow. And I love playing snowballs, building igloos, and uh, just probably, unfortunately, the kids said, I wish this should have come on Friday, then I would have had a snow day off from school. But uh, when you're a kid, you love the snow. So at least I did. Okay, Absolutely. so it's just they, Steve they, and they, I. They, 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 kind, they kind of groaned when I, when I gave them a daddy coke of saying, look outside, it's snowing, no school today uh, on a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> so we are very lucky. Um, Myself, Ace, and Steven, we are a great team, and we represent every aspect of real estate. So if you have any questions for any one of us, we love hearing from our listeners. And you can reach us um, at 866-970-9622 or email at radioshow at dottiehermit.com. And, of course, to listen to us live, you can go to 970 AM on your radio or go to your uh, devices uh, you can get us at www.am970theanswer.com. And then just click to the right where it says live. I uh, just want to tell everyone, um, I started doing newsletters. So for exciting newsletters for me, please check my latest newsletter at www.herman.com. And, of course, you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everything, LinkedIn, uh, which just go to Dottie, Dottie Herman. And on Facebook business, you can go to Item Real Estate and leave any questions you have or comments. But let me tell you, that is a job to keep up all the social media. I think that's a full-time job. 
joining us at 11 o'clock is our real estate expert from Canada and um, Steve Moranis. I know Steve for a long time. He had companies in Canada and I was part of Merrill Lynch many years ago in their real estate sector. And uh, he was the Canadian person that was involved. And so we've remained friends over the years. He's a strategist and a columnist for the Financial Post and a former president of the Toronto Real Estate Board and director of Canadian Real Estate Association. And I'm curious to find out what's going on in Canada and how they're handling the COVID and this whole thing, which I'm hearing, and I hope the experts are right, I'm hearing that it's getting close to an end. But not not an end-end, but maybe it'll be reduced to the flu. And don't forget, you know, I remember two years ago I caught the flu and I took a Z-Pack, and usually that works, and it didn't. And so the doctor said, well, you better go for some x-rays. And he sent me to this lab, and I went for the x-rays. And they said, you can't leave until your doctor calls. And uh, he said, oh, you don't, you have pneumonia. And I said, well, I have a flight to Florida, and I'm leaving. So I came here with pneumonia. But uh, so I'm hoping that by February, March, that, of course, we're still going to have it. I don't think it's uh, disappearing anytime soon, but that it's reduced and people have taken their uh, uh, they have taken the shots and that it's kind of like with the flu is, even though really with the flu, a lot of people died also. So you still have to be very careful. I always like uh, to start out with um, anything national because I know our audience is a lot for the Northeast. Um, but so I like to see if real estate, I like to give you a, a feeling of what real estate is doing all over, not only where you are. And um, obviously contract signings slid a little in the, you know, the, the holidays because it always does, but the demand still remains very strong and, um, will continue, it looks like that, through 22, 23. Uh, ACE is not here today, uh, but I so you know, but it looks like the rates, are, we're looking at 3.94% around there by the fourth quarter. So, all I can tell you is if you have a home to sell and you're thinking of selling it, you should really put it on the market now. And if you're a buyer, you shouldn't buy a house you don't like just because of interest rates. But if you're a buyer, you should be looking now because the rates are going to go up. They're not going to be significant. I think I told you on one of the shows, I remember my first house, I think I paid 15% so for a five-year arm. So uh, to me, when I hear 4%, I've been in the business a long time. It doesn't seem high, but it's still a hike, which gives a buyer less buying power. So if you're looking, get out there, be on top of the market. And the rental market is wild, and that's likely to continue. Um, rents are expected to continue to rise in 2022, and rental affordability is increasing and becoming challenging. And at some portion of the show, hopefully today, if not next week, we're going to talk about whether Buying or renting is the right thing to do. And again, when we're giving advice, when Stephen and I give you advice, and Ace, we're giving you general advice. Obviously, for specific advice, we would have to know every detail so that you have to 
speak to your lawyer, real estate attorney, as Stephen is, or your bank, uh, because this is basically general. So the demand is there, and um, obviously the supply is still low. There's so when there are more buyers out there than there are, than there is inventory, that creates a, a seller's market where uh, the seller has the upper hand because a lot of people want to buy, and that's going to continue. Home sales, you know, last year profited by 94,000 in 2021. So uh, uh, the average national number of things went up was about 94,000. And although we have rising rates, um, they are no way going to stop the buying spree. Jonathan Miller, who uh, was on our show uh, many years ago and does the market reports for Douglas Elliman, as far as I'm concerned, he's the appraiser of the year. He knows all the markets. Uh, just so that you know, he did a few of them. I'm not going to bother you with all over the country, but I will give you that those of you who live on the North Fork of Long Island, uh, average sales price reached a new high and median sales prices reached their highest level in 16 years of tracking. He's been tracking the markets for 16 years uh, since I started with him and uh, it's the highest for the North Fork level in 16 years. Uh, listing inventory fell sharply year over year for the eighth straight quarter to a new low. What does that mean for you if you're a buyer? If you're looking to buy, you really have to be on top of the market. I suggest you go see a lot of things because what happens when you don't go to open houses, go see a lot of things. Then if your broker calls you up and says, you know, I have a good deal. Well, you can't say, well, I'll come next week. You have to do it right away. And it would be helpful if you had a good feel for prices yourself. Nearly four out of ten closings on the North Fork, Fork sold for asking price or above. And the number of sales greater than $2 million on the North Fork was the highest amount that they sold. Okay. The third highest amount, excuse me, on record. That's the North Fork. Long Island, prices trend indicated increase to the second highest on record and well above pre-pandemic levels. So it's the second highest on the record, which is about 16 years we've been doing this, and well above 2019, which is pre-pandemic. Listing inventory fell to the lowest level in 18 years. So again, think about what I'm saying to you. Inventory is sparse. We don't have enough. So you have to work with a good broker, and know the market yourself. Go see a lot of things. And when your broker says there's something that's come up that fits your criteria, you better be there in a nanosecond. The sharp drop in supply restrains sales. In other words, across the country, we would be having even more sales if there was more supply. But there's very little supply. Um, for Long Island, um, the supply was restrained, okay? So condos on Long Island moved at their fastest pace in 12 years. 
okay? Single family, listing the inventory on single families on Long Island fell to a 12-year low. So it hasn't been this low for 12 years, bringing the market face-to-face to the fastest on record. The luxury price, which is when we say luxury, it's different in every market, of course, but it's the top 10% of the, that market. So the luxury price tr- trend indicates rose to the second highest level on record. So luxury prices, luxury houses went up. And the inventory on luxury, price, uh, luxury homes in, in Long Island fell to the lowest since 2009. And, you know, I, I, and when we um, talk about the Hamptons, I will tell you, it's the same. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable what's going on. Okay. In the Hamptons, the average price and median sales price reached the highest level in 15 years. Okay. The highest level in the Hamptons in 15 years. Listing inventory fell again. So you have less listings. And for the second straight quarter, more than one out of four closings in a quarter sold above the last asking price. And the number of sales greater or equal to $5 million was the second highest on record. And we've been doing this for 16 years. So that's pretty amazing. Now, you might say, uh, why would I buy now? Well, you can't time the market. Okay, so I, I, I'm sure... Don't try to time the market. Just be out there. And if you if you want to really find something, you have to put the time in. And again, what I do, I remember when I bought my house in the Hamptons, and uh, this is 25 years ago, and I knew the Hamptons to go there, but I didn't know the market or the prices. So, because even though it's part of Long Island, they don't consider it part of Long Island. They call Long Island Up Island. Um, I went out. I, I was called the, I called myself the buyer from hell. Okay. I just wanted to see a lot of things and see prices and see areas and get a feel for what the market was like in certain areas so that when the broker told me that this is a good deal or this is the right property, I also was confident that I had a good feel myself. Luxury market share on Long Island, had, on the Hamptons, had bidding wars, and they had uh, the, the most amount of bidding wars on record. So it's pretty much the same. I didn't bring in Californians because I, but it's the same thing. So homes hit a 16-year high, and we expect bidding wars will continue in the luxury housing market and the lower, the entry-level market. And now with the rate increase, remember, people know the interest rates are going up. So what that does is that motivates people that are sitting on the sidelines to get out there and jump in. And so you're going to find people are out there now because they want to get in before the uh, interest rates go up. The luxury market is expected to continue to outperform more than uh, ever. And we, you know, we're not going to see the price increases that we had from 2020 to 2021, but we're still going to see price increases. I think I told you that last week. And even with inflation, where everything is up, market will still stay strong. Bidding wars will continue. 
and the luxury market still is going to stay strong. So those are, and now remember, these are predictions. So if something should happen that we don't know about at the moment, it could change that. But as the way things are going, uh, it looks like things are going to be a really strong market again. Uh, inflation is up, and we're going to talk a little about inflation with Stephen and uh, Stephen uh, from Canada. When Stephen gets on the show, I want to compare that. But gas is up 50%. Used cars, 37%. Okay, energy, 29%. So, hey, it's funny, but still people are out there. Because, you know, during COVID, I think what happened, too, is a lot of people couldn't do anything. They couldn't go to dinner. Everything was locked down. They couldn't go out. They couldn't go to Broadway. So they ended up saving some money. In New York, just so you know, 9,000 new hotel rooms are opening in New York City this year. So they're not going to, you're going to have plenty of hotel rooms, okay? Uh, it comes after the city added 41,000 rooms in the decade before the pandemic, driving up the city's room count by almost 50%. But of course, we believe in New York. There's no place like New York. It's just unique. So it's going to be a little tough, although a lot of them are in construction still, because with this COVID looming and the variants, you don't have as many people traveling as you did. But if you can withhold, I think it'll be fine. Uh, because these, you know, these travelers come to the city, but we have less travelers when there's COVID because, you know, Broadway was closed, open closed and uh, some people are very hesitant to fly and as I tell people everyone has to do what they think is good for them. Earlier this month in Columbus Circle the Mandarin Hotel sold for 98 million dollars. Now that's a lot of money however it was a great deal because it was well below the pre-pandemic price that they had. Okay. So there was a, you know, I don't want to go through them all, but there's been a lot of big deals that people who had money, big companies, took advantage of getting that break, getting that discount. New York never goes on sale. But I, I think, Steve, you can tell everyone that New York has really come close, really back, back to what it was. Okay. We believe in New York. And we're going to talk a little bit more about New York and the rest of what's going on in the market to keep you current. And then I'm going to tell you where it's cheaper to rent than buy. And that's not New York. We'll be right back after the commercial break. Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. You don't want to miss what's in store for you at Harrah's Resort in Atlantic City. It's the 7th Annual 21st Century Drug and Violence Prevention Training Conference put on by LEAD, Law Enforcement Against Drugs. As a community, let's come together as one and help develop our youth into leaders of tomorrow. LEAD partners, law enforcement agencies with our educators, community leaders, families to create programs that deter youth and adults from drug use, drug-related crimes, bullying, and violence. 
violence. They are committed to reinforcing the mutual respect, goodwill, and relations between law enforcement and their communities. Exactly what this country needs. Registration is available for the three-day conference at Harrah's Resort in Atlantic City, March 20th through the 22nd. Sign up at leaddrugs.org. That's lead, L-E-A-D, drugs.org. Help bring law enforcement and our community together during these difficult times. Sign up for the 7th Annual Lead Conference today. It's said that if you don't like the weather, just wait a few minutes and it'll change. Well, the weather isn't the only thing changing. According to our latest research, local business owners today are saying it's getting harder to sustain their business than it was just a few months ago. They also told us that targeting the right audience with their advertising messages is more important than ever. At Salem Surround, our team of local in-market experts take that seriously. We utilize the latest research and marketing technology to deliver media plans that will exceed your expectations. Let Salem Surround show you how we can solve for your marketing challenges by bringing nationwide resources while delivering Main Street solutions. Salem Surround is here to help you through the constant changes. We promise we'll help your business stay ahead of the changing weather. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com. SurroundNewYork.com, connecting you with new customers. Tishman Spire Properties in New York City seeks a director, talent acquisition, who will be responsible for shaping and executing Tishman Spire's company-wide recruitment strategy, among other duties. Interested candidates should apply by mail to K. O'Shea, Tishman Spire, 45 Rockefeller Plaza, New York, New York, 10111, and reference job 20703-LW. Again, apply by mail to K. O'Shea, Tishman Spire, 45 Rockefeller Plaza, New York, New York, 10111, and reference job 20703-LW. Right now, police are stepping up patrols to make sure drivers and pedestrians obey our crosswalk laws. Why? Because every year in New York, people are injured or killed just crossing the street. So remember, pedestrians, obey traffic signals and use crosswalks. And drivers, yield to pedestrians in crosswalks. If you don't, we will educate you on the law. And you may get a ticket, because tickets get attention, and that saves lives. A message from the Governor's Traffic Safety Committee. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Hi, this is Joan Herman, host of Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan focuses on topics that are important to your life. Every Sunday night, some of the world's most inspirational and influential people join me to discuss health and wellness, professional development, and personal well-being. They share their insights, tips, and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now. Take time for yourself. Tune into Conversations with Joan every Sunday night at 10 p.m. right here on AM 970 The Answer. If you miss a show, be sure to visit our website so you can listen on demand And while you're there, read our digital magazine and take part in our book club. Visit CYACYL.com. That's CYACYL.com. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elliman's Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to I Am Real Estate. I'm here with Stephen and my Stephen Ebert and myself. 
and we're going to talk about a lot of different things. I have so much information for you today, and it's a snowy day, so you might as well just learn some things. But before I do that, I came across a poem that I just said, that was written in 1869 and reprinted. They reprinted this during the 1919, well, during the pandemic. And so, the, but this was written during the, 18, uh, the 1919 pandemic. Okay, so it says, this is timeless. People stayed home and they read books and they listened and they rested and did exercises and made art and played and learned new ways of being and stopped and listened much more deeply. Some, went, some meditated, some, some prayed, some met their shadow and people began to think differently and people healed. And the absence of people who lived in ignorant ways, dangerous, meaningful, and heartless, the earth also began to heal, okay? And when the danger ended and people found themselves, they grieved for the dead and made new choices and dreamed of new visions and created new ways of living and completely healed the earth just as they were healed. And that was written in the 1919 pandemic. And I do feel that we're in such a, a new world and things, you know, I, I get calls all the time for all these companies that are popping up and all these different things that people are, are doing. So in some ways, I, and this is just in my opinion, I don't know about you, Steve, but some ways I kind of think we were running, 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 running. Never, and all of a sudden, one day we had this pandemic which no one could have even imagined would happen. And I remember thinking, well, this will probably be two or three weeks. Of course, it's two years now. Uh, and all of a sudden, we were stopped. There was, you had to stop. And people had to think. And I remember when the pandemic started and everything was on lockdown, everybody that had never called me in 20 years and every salesman that was trying to sell me something got me. And I actually took their calls because... I was a little bored. So I think sometimes things happen and things reset. And I think we're going to come out, hopefully, of this as better people and also realizing what's most important. That's our health, our family, and our friends and the people that we love. And so that, I thought, was something I just had to say. Anyway, um, I want to do give you some little graphs. I, I did some little research. And, um, of course, the top, I'll just make this quick because I don't know if any of you want to live here. But the places that it's cheaper to rent is San Jose, California. And uh, the median rent there is maybe, uh, you know, $1,350. Uh, and the median price is up one Point two five million, but anyhow, I won't go through them all because mostly they're far. But two is Seattle, Washington; three is Salt Lake City; and four is Denver, Colorado; and um, number five actually is Stamford, Connecticut, where the median home price is nine hundred seven thousand dollars, and uh, the monthly payments on that, if you put ten percent down, and let's just say the mortgage was about three and a half percent the median rent would be $3,000. So those are 
places that it's cheaper to rent. Then I want to give you, now these are just predictions. They're not facts. It's what all of the experts put together. But where are America's next emerging real estate markets? What buyers and sellers should know where they are? And as COVID has dragged on, more remote communities, mainly suburbs and smaller cities, emerged as real estate victors. You know, as people fled cities and they didn't have to go to work, they worked remotely. Uh, time, places that were a little smaller and had affordability and more space uh, with fewer people around became very popular. Now, Stephen, and, and, and with your clients, we think that that trend could be starting to change and evening out and that people are moving back to cities and, and populated areas again. Uh, but none of the cities made, the, none of the biggest cities made the list of emerging because they already had emerged. But, okay, so the biggest place that came out of emerging places is Florida believe it or not. And that was by, by the chief economist, for, uh, Daniel Gale. And uh, he identified the top markets for both buyers and investors out of 300 large metropolitan areas. And of course, he says warmer markets dominated the top of the list. Obviously, especially when it's freezing out and there's a snowstorm. And uh, they also are looking, they look for areas that uh, are, uh, they have land and they are available for development and, you know, and the mortgage interest rates are surging. So, well, they're not surging. They're just going up a little, please. I think they're making it dramatic. But to make a long story short, the homes listings, now listings are selling quickly everywhere, but home listings in the top emerging markets sold quickly in about 40 days which is roughly 13 days faster on average than in the 300 largest metropolitan areas. And so here's the list of the top emerging real estate markets in the fourth quarter. Number one, you want to guess? It's in Florida somewhere, Stephen. So if you want to guess it, you can try. I'll give you a hint. The top emerging market, and it happens to be in the state of Florida, it was Naples. Uh, with an average sale price of 667 and then Northport, Florida was number two. Uh, San Luis, uh, California, San Jose, California, Cape Corral in Florida. So there were three Floridas, actually. Fort Wayne, Huntsville, Alabama, and Raleigh, New North Carolina, and Burlington. Those were the top emerging markets, okay? Um, then I found a, a, a listen again, I am not, I didn't do any research. I just kind of looked up things and this is, uh, the NAR and a lot of the economists best places to invest in. So that means you don't want to live in them. You just want to invest in them or you might want to live in them too, but you, okay. And, uh, in 2021, the heart, the, the housing markets gave prospective buyers a wild ride. So, that, of course, there was a shortage of materials and labors and inventory scarce, which is still the story. And, of course, we think that it'll be a strong market this year, but things have calmed down. 
And so here are the 10 cities that real estate experts say are great places to buy properties, okay, for investments. Austin, Texas, strong job markets and tech-heavy economy. They have a high appreciation rate of home values. Boise, Idaho has something for everyone. Uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. That's one of the fastest growing U.S. cities to watch in 2022. Uh, For one, the cost of living is about 5% below the national average, making it an attractive option for new residents. And that's Charlotte, North Carolina. And if uh, you are looking for a desirable climate, Charlotte offers all four seasons without extreme conditions. So they have seasons there, but they're just not as severe. Uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and that's famous for finding homes that you can fix up and flip, okay, which I really didn't know. Uh, I don't know about you, Steve, but that's what the experts are saying. Actually, now Newark, which I would have not guessed, but Newark, New Jersey, and it, it, they talked about Newark as lagging behind its potential over the years. Like, And of course... It's a short train ride from New York City, making it a great commuter's choice for those who work in the city. Of course, there are many sections of Newark that uh, leave a lot to be desired, but their revitalization, the effort for revitalization from the outside, from philanthropists like Mark Zuckerberg, Newark does have the potential for transformation, and I believe it could be just a matter of time. Now, these are opinions, so I want to stress that. But, you know, sometimes, you know, if you look at people that get deals, it's usually they took a chance on something before everybody else knew to do it. Um, I'll finish during the break. Pop Springs, California, Sacramento, California, Salt Lake City, Worcester, Massachusetts. Those are properties that are deemed by the experts best places to invest in. We'll be right back. You're listening to I Am Real Estate. We'll be right back after a commercial break. Relief factor. Pain relief that works, pain relief that's real, pain relief that is liberating tens of thousands of Americans from their daily pain, me included. But not just me, it's people like Leah from Ohio. This is Leah's story. One Sunday morning, I sat on my couch in so much pain I was in tears. That's the day I ordered Relief Factor. Following directions in eight days, I found relief only to get better and better. I am a believer 100%. That should be you. That could be you. Find out today by, by ordering the three-week quick starter pack at relieffactor.com. It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening like I do, and I promise you by the end of those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you like it works for me, Leah, and thousands of your fellow Americans. Don't wait any longer. You deserve to know. It just makes sense. What have you got to lose Accept the pain. Call today, 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. You deserve to know if you could be the next success story like Leah. 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. If you want to make a difference in your life that impacts you for years to come, then it's time to stand with Israel by going there. 
Consider the thrilling excitement of joining nationally syndicated media host Dr. Sebastian Gorka and renowned author and filmmaker Dinesh D'Souza on the Stand with Israel Tour November 30th through December 9th, 2022. Journey through the Holy Land with two of the most respected political commentators of today. Together with like-minded travelers, you'll see over 40 iconic sites during the 10-day tour. You can pray at the Western Wall in Old City, Jerusalem, float on the Dead Sea, and take a boat out into the middle of the Sea of Galilee. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com to reserve your spot or call 855-565-5519. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com or call 855-565-5519 to book today. Route 22 Toyota. All right, Alex Kinsella, he wants you to know that due to the current landscape in the automotive industry, your current vehicle has never been worth more. That's right. Alex told me that he's paying overbooked value for all makes and models. So get over to Route 22 Toyota in Hillside, New Jersey right now and find out how much your vehicle is worth, whether you lease, finance your vehicle, or own it outright. It's worth more now than ever before. Alex says it does not matter if you purchase or lease a new vehicle. They're offering overbooked value for any make or model supply is low which means your vehicle is in demand and our friends at route 22 toyota they are making it worth your time it's 973-705-8905 you speak to someone on alex's team you get more than ever before for your current vehicle the address at route 22 toyota is 109 route 22 west in hillside new jersey 973-705-8905 or start here please route 22 toyota Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Hi, folks. This is Jerry Crowley, general manager at Salem Media Group in New York. I want to tell you about a terrific opportunity we have for two people to join us, one to sell digital advertising and the other to sell radio advertising at the radio station. Please drop me a note at jerry.crowley at salem.cc if you're interested or you know someone who might be interested in joining us. jerry.crowley at salem.cc. Thank you very much. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elliman's Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. We're back. I'm here, Dottie Herman and Stephen Ebert, our legal legal. And, of course, we'd love to hear from you. So please call us with any of your questions. And before I forget, I had somebody... uh, email me or go to our our real estate Facebook page. And we started to talk uh, last week about appraisals, okay? And um, Stephen, please give us your read on this. And uh, what's going on today is prices last year escalated so much. They went up so much. And when you are taking out a mortgage uh, and you make an offer and let's say it gets accepted, and so you apply for a mortgage. The bank sends its appraiser to check out the house. Sometimes they just eyeball it from the outside. Sometimes they go in. Um, and the bank gives it a value. So I'll give you an example. Let's say you were buying. I'll just make it easy. Let's say you were buying a $500,000 home. And let's say that you were putting $100,000 down, uh, 
the bank wants to make sure, and you're going for a $400,000 mortgage, the bank wants to make sure that, God forbid, you foreclose, that you didn't buy it so overpriced that they won't be able to be, they don't want to be stuck with it. So they send their appraisal and they eyeball it. But just so you know, property prices, when something actually sells, it goes to contract and then it closes, which is about three months on general, two to three months. But it takes about three months at least before the actual price of that property is actually recorded that you can look it up. So the appraisals, many a times the appraisers come to the real estate office and ask us or use our computers. So, Steve, I'm curious to see what you tell you happen to your clients. Now, what happens if you are going for the mortgage, you put down a down payment, your offer is accepted, and your appraisal from the bank comes in lower? What does that mean for you as a seller? Uh, Steve, I'd love you to comment on this, and then I can, you know, fill in whatever. Should you buy yeah, the house? So, well, remember, there's a couple things to keep in mind. Um, first off, is that appraisals are as much of an art as they are a science, right? Now, think about this for a second. The appraisals are based on historical data, so when it works out very well when you have a generally very stable market. But when things are moving, they're generally going by properties that have closed in the last six months within a certain geographic area of the property you're looking to buy. So number one, when you have mixed data, that can create an issue and a difficulty for the appraiser. Number two, what can happen, and particularly in emerging areas, as you were just covering earlier, there may not be enough comps just to get the right information. Um, and the other thing, of course, is the quality of the comps. For example, what if mixed up in the data, somebody owned the property for 50 years and it hasn't been updated, and that property sold for a discount because it needed major renovations? So this is where, again, it's as much art as it is science and why you need to have that right information. And when you're a seller, this is one of the many reasons why you would want to have a real estate agent. That real estate agent, before even going into contract, should have a sense of what the comps that are out there, so to know what they're up against, number one. Number two, it is perfectly allowable for the listing agent <clears throat> to be at the appraisal and go to the appraiser and say, by the way, here's additional data. Again, the appraiser, it's up to the appraiser to use or not use that data, but to say, by the way, when you look at what will probably be one of your comps that was an estate sale, it had terrible condition, and to help explain that on how to weight that and analyze it. Couple more things that make it more difficult. There are sometimes errors in the listings, and this is where it's also so important if someone has really a lot of knowledge. One of the ways the appraisers value things is a price per square foot, and if the square footage is wrong, they're gonna get their valuations wrong. Now, when you jumble this all together, and by the way, there's even other stuff, and we don't want to go into every issue. What it boils down to, though, is then if we know that there's a concern about it appraising, how much of a mortgage? Because if you look at the standard mortgage contingency, what the language really says is the property just has to appraise high enough 
to get the loan, not necessarily equal to the contract price. So if somebody is borrowing less, then it is easier to cross that threshold in valuation. And so this is part of the negotiation process and making sure that the client, the broker, and the attorney on communication, because there are definitely ways to write the contract, deal with situations um, to address this concern. And I think that that's happening, again, because the prices have been rising so quickly. And with the, when, when a bank appraisal comes in low, again, if, if the appraisal comes in lower than the price of the house, but you're borrowing less, you're putting a, a sizable down payment down, so that they're still going to be covered. But psychologically, a buyer says, my God, the appraisal came in too low. I've seen this happen a lot. Oh, I don't want to buy the house at that price. So I think Stephen made a good point. When you work with a broker as a seller, you should have that broker if somebody that you choose should have to be getting a mortgage and there's a mortgage contingency. Uh, of course, you don't have to worry about this with all cash buyer, but uh, most people do take out mortgages. The broker could meet the appraiser and give them comparable properties uh, so that uh, they can, and that they, they will use them. They, use, they come to the offices all the time and use our computers to get comparable properties. Another issue is sometimes a house can be a block or two away, but there's a, uh, a, there's a different school district. There's a lot of different factors. So when people say, what, should, what advice would you give someone if the appraisal comes in low, lower than the house? And that's, you know, again, that's very specific to that house. But I would look at the comps. I would make sure that, um, you re you can resubmit. You can resubmit to the bank if you have appraisals. If you have comparable properties, which your broker can do for you, that support the price that you're paying. Um, you can resubmit that, and at times they will change that. And now, if you're putting enough down to cover the mortgage, it won't matter, even if it's. Even if they're saying the price is less than it's, than you're paying for it, but psychologically, I I, I do think it's in, in some people's minds it really bugs them. But it's happening today because the prices are escalating quickly, very quickly. Especially last year, God knows how much they went up, and the data of the actual closing price is not always recorded for at least three to six months. So it could happen, and if it does happen. Uh, Go to your broker, make sure you thoroughly look at those comparable properties and have them substantiate that, and you can resubmit that to the bank and see what they say. Uh, it won't... Okay. So uh, that is something that I would say that you should know about, and when you do pick a broker, you should make sure that that broker not only points out to you because, you know, everybody, I, you know, I've been in the business a long time. I've heard every story and everyone says, well, yeah, but my house is better and my house is this and my house is that. Remember something. You, when you're selling a home, you're in competition with what 
with other homes that are similar to yours in the similar neighborhood. You can't jump neighborhoods in a similar school district in the same. Okay, that's your competition. And as a seller, if, if it were me, because you we, we all get, you know, we all get kind of like emotions our home. It's not like a commercial property where there's not an emotion. You're just looking at rent and, and, and how much money that property rent-wise will make you. You're going to live here, so you say, well, I did this, and I did that, and this house doesn't have this kitchen. Well, maybe your kitchen is a color that nobody likes anymore. So it's a good thing to do is when you list your house, have your broker take you, or before you even list it, before you list it, and, and go see some houses that are on the market that are going to be your, your competition. Because usually, unless a bar has been out there looking, if you if it's your first day looking at homes and you came to me and I said, let me show you exactly what you want, and I happen to find that property, you know what? A lot of people say, well, gee, like I really didn't see anything yet. I just kind of want to see. So it's good to have a feel for the market as a buyer and as a seller. Sometimes the first deal you have is the best deal. And I think I might have mentioned this a couple of what, and I've had this happen. We put the house on the market. Somebody comes in with an offer that's full price the same day, the next day. It's on the market one day. What do you think the seller says? <laughs> they don't say thank you. They say, oh, did you price my home too low? Okay. Uh, maybe it's too low. Maybe I should wait. And see if I can get some better offers if it came in this quick. Well, let's say it came in close to the asking price. And sometimes that first offer is your best offer. So as I said, again, I'm giving you general information. You can always call us with any specific questions. But remember something, okay? Do your homework, whether you're a seller or a buyer, okay? And what's the job of a broker? It's to really help you get your home sold quickly. You don't want it on the market for five millions of months. So if somebody comes right away and puts an offer in that's close to your asking price, and the terms, and I emphasize, you need to always look at the terms, how much down payment. I always ask them, I'd like to have a credit check ahead of time, um, and their credit's good. Sometimes that's the best offer, and I've seen people turn it down because it happened too quick and never get that same offer again. So it's something to think about. Uh, remember, uh, and I think it's going to happen more and more as these prices escalate. Stephen, are you seeing that happen? Yeah. I mean, a absolutely, Dottie. I mean, what's interesting, the market actually has been very robust, and what's interesting is we're really seeing – um, a lot of different things going on, and and there's also different strategies, and this is so important. We've worked on a number of transactions, um, even just this month, where we're modifying how closing costs are being handled, how repair credits are being handled, to really address the fluctuations in the market, and you know, and, and it really shows signs of activity and seriousness, um, which are really all very very positive. And again, Good. I really think it makes such the difference when you have your team working together because the information that we're able to glean from the brokers to help position how we want to negotiate and strategize, absolutely critical. And, and so this is I, definitely going on. 
Yeah, I can't tell you how that important it is for you to have the team. I want to take a quick question. I think, um, is there Peter from New York City on the line? Good morning. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I mean, I'm not in a snowstorm, although I like the snow, but I'm good. How are you, Steve? What's your yeah. question today? Yeah, basically is is that I'm looking to probably retire in the next five years or so. And I looked at right now, I own a place in the city. It's got, got a mortgage on it, but um, it's, a, it's, it's a good property and a good building and a good area. And what I tend to seem to be focusing in on, and um, you know, perhaps um, your panel could um, educate me on the, uh, these monthlies. Um, like for example, if you go into Queens, you can get into a building that has a doorman and the monthlies are much lower. Or they seem to just, I'm not sure if they're just managing their finances differently and so forth. But then in the city, they just seem to many of the properties and the monthlies are very high, and my concern is is that they'll continue to to escalate. And being on a you know kind of a fixed income down the road, that I think that's that's something that's um, um, important to me. In other words, you're looking at gee, um, if I retire in five years and the monthlies continue to grow, 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 uh, am I going to be able to live comfortably keeping this apartment? And, well, you know, if you had a residential home, the same thing could happen with taxes. Um, I do agree with you. The monthlies are very high. And I won't say where I live in the city, but I will tell you that I don't have a huge apartment. I have a house. So I have a small apartment in the city in a, in a, in a great place close to my office. And the monthlies are probably one of the highest. And I think that when I first bought it, I know we have a break. I really didn't realize how much they, like, they, they do, they, they deter, uh, they might make it harder to sell if they're high. I, I would like Steven to key in on that. And if you would hold on, Pete, uh, we have a news break. I'd like Steven to give us two steps right on that. So. Right after the break, just hold on the line. We'll be right back. We're taking a quick break, and we're going to talk about monthlies in Manhattan and whether they can go down or is there something you can do. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A.